Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome to a special episode of Cool, Cool, Cool. In this series of episodes, I chat with cool people about parenthood. From my fears of getting pregnant to selecting a donor to how to juggle a career and a family, we talk about it all, and nothing is off limits. I was looking for a podcast that represented more of what I experienced in the world, and I couldn't find it, so naturally, I decided to make it myself. So, welcome to, I guess, an adult version of Cool, Cool, Cool. I love you. I wanted to record with you in person. Liz, I got to blow smoke up your ass. No, don't. I mean, go do it. (laughs) Tell me more. No, you are such a great human being. Like, I feel like good people don't get the recognition. We spend all our time talking about everyone that sucks. You are such a good human. No, you really are. You help other women. You help other content creators. And I'm honored to do anything for you. And you'll be back on the Sarah Fraser show because you really are. You... I've come to You're LA so nice. and you've been one of my highlights. You've actually I'm gonna cry. I'm very helped. emotional. I'm ovulating. I'm very tired. <laughs> I know. I really yeah. will cry. I had a I'm not down. kidding. I had I'm a not, down I will cry. Day. Don't make me cry. Cause I also have this like eye drop in my eye that opens up my eyes. Oh, so it, they're it's amazing. Please sponsor me. What in the world? I think my, I'm gonna go blind at 50, but for now I look you awake. look great. You look well, great. Well, thank you. I love you too. But that's the thing. That's why you and I get along so well, is because I feel like we are simpatico in that way. I just don't know why it takes me six months to gain a hundred followers on Instagram. So somebody out there, I don't know if I'm, it's, it's a weird thing. It really does mess with me because I'm like, am I unlikable? No, it's, it's <laughs> like, am I not hot enough? Like what is, am I not straight enough? Am I not gay enough? Like what is the fucking problem here? I know I'm not gay enough. That we've established. The gay. No, you are such a hot lesbian. And I loved Thank I you. went to a lesbian event with you and it was so hot. It brought me back to my <laughs> Mount Holyoke days. There were so many fabulous hot lesbians there. I was like, oh, should I leave my husband and try to be gay? This, it was great. Had, <laughs> it is like utopia. I mean, I we're all just guy. like taking care of each other's kids. It really is that way. I mean, uh, but you also came to a pretty like, if you're going to go to a lesbian event with me, I mean, we had Shane and Alice from the L word. I know. It was great. I was like, God, I Which really. Which is crazy. It was, it was so much fun, Liz. You put on a good party. <sighs> Thanks. I do. Anyway, but. <sighs> As I've just put on the most amount of events I've ever put on in my entire life. You know? Who in Los Angeles decided to have the Golden Globes, then the yeah. Governor's Award, then the BAFTA tea, then the. Were you at the Emmys? Yes, then the Emmys, then the or Critics' Choice, then the Emmys. I'm not, I don't know who decided to do that, but they're dumb. I, I know, I know, because everyone must be feeling like everybody looks like shit. I mean, we're all dead inside. I mean, I was just kind of like crip walking through the Emmys being like, ooh, Rosamund Pike, wow, she's so tall. Like kind of like floating, like not even making any sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was sort yeah, of it's like, like impossible. But those award shows, have you been to an award show? Mostly music. So the Billboard Music Awards, oh. the AMAs, like that type of thing. So I've never been to a Emmys. Oscars. They're Oscars. Boring. They are? Really? Please keep inviting me. Invite me all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're like snooze a lose. And I'm always just like at the bar being like watching from the TV because one, I'm not famous. Two, Apparently, I have a drinking problem. And three, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm in my seat. You got to clap. And then this year's Emmys, we were just constantly getting up and getting down and getting up and getting down. And I'm just like, 
Christine Applegate, I will stand up for. But I was like, do we really have to get up and for every person? I mean, Carol Burnett, I guess we should get up and give respect. But I was like, for the love of Christ. Okay, were any of the comics funnier? Are they funnier in person? I think it's so hard. I'm not no. even. No, they're not. They're not funny. Okay. Well, Anthony Anderson, I thought, did a pretty good job. He was a little weird with me on set once. So I don't like love that guy. So I was kind of like. Okay, I'm like, oh, whatever. that's a good story. All right, that'll get you ratings. What was Will that? It? Yeah, yeah. ratings. That's the he thing. He was blacked out, and I was producing this really weird thing for the NBA. Talk about n- not supporting women <laughs> like that organization. <laughs> I'm so tired and delirious right now that I'm literally going to get, get canceled you. on the internet. This is what will make you go back. You want to know? You want more followers oh, and fans? You have all the stories. If you just said fuck it, it's very you scary. Went all out. Yeah, but I can't do that. Right, like that's because the that's thing. Why. The, yeah. uh, subscribe and pay for my Patreon because you do get inside stories there. But yeah, I. He was just like very intoxicated and just being really weird. And he had this like baby blue Bentley, and oh, I was like, hot. dude, you can't drive this car. And he's like, I'm like, I, it was just all very strange. Oh my God, this is terrible. I'm such a slut. I would have been like, do you want me to drive you home? Like, why don't you come stay at my place? Like, I would like, it would <laughs> to see- Anthony Anderson? Blackish? Yes, yes. I don't care. know. Yes, I At an MBA uh, party, I don't know if he's the one I'm picking. I don't know if that's True. who I'm going for. All right. I guess he wouldn't have been my first choice at an NBA party, but like, how did he end up getting home? So you just you just I like got him in an Uber. Him a car service. Okay. I don't know. I also was like, I'm not trying to be liable for this. I'm out of here. I was like, I'm out. He was such a hot mess. No one, no one. He didn't bring a friend. There was no gatekeeper there. He didn't have his he publicist. He had people around. I don't but know. But they were fucked up too. All yeah, right. You all know right. what I mean? Okay. I was like, I gotta go. I was like, I'm at a house in the hills. Oh, Lord, nothing ever. <laughs> that that comment right there is so LA, and like nothing ever positive comes from it. That's what I hear. That's you what, what I hear. I mean? Yeah. Um. So I've been interviewing friends, as I've told you, about like having a kid because I'm in the throes of it. We have sperm finally picked. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. Locked and loaded. Okay, Which is insane because on New Year's Day, the sperm bank, Seattle Sperm Bank, thank you, uh, who we're working with, started doing adult photos. Change the game. Change the game because some little babies that I would be like, oh, they could be hot, which also it's so weird to be like, is this baby hot? I know. Don't even I know. ask about You're that. picking out. Yeah. It's so fucking strange. And then we'd see the adult picture and I was like, oh, this baby that I thought was hot is not hot. And then this baby <laughs> that isn't hot is hot. It was very mind bending. And it's been, I have to say that it has been the most unromantic, formulaic Fucking doctory, not fun thing. Oh, <laughs> to have a it? kid, and so I really and you're so honest and open about what you've been going through with me personally, but also with your listeners. And I'm like, I feel like you, even though you and I are going through very different things in the sense, like you're in a heterosexual relationship, you have a gorgeous little boy, like you've been through, like you've been pregnant. I've never been pregnant, but like, oh my God, you're going to love it. You're going to love really? it. Really? Yes. Know, girl. No, you're going to fall in love with it. It's, it's because well, let's hope I can get pregnant. I also I am very know, that's, special I, about my language because I'm like, everyone keeps being like, well, it'll happen. And when and I'm like, but will it? I've never been pregnant, which it's funny because when the doctors are like, have you ever been pregnant? In some ways, I think because I'm a child of the nineties and like, Everyone, unfortunately, growing up in San Francisco, it was just like AIDS, AIDS. And I've watched people die 
right. my family included, of AIDS, which is the gnarliest, fucked up way to see a sparkling, lovely gay man die. Oh. As like a child, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, these are the motherfuckers. That we're always the most fun at the party and like what's happening. So I always oh. had protected sex. Yeah. So when I'm in these doctor's appointments, they're like, have you ever been pregnant? I was like, sure haven't. It's like a badge of Don't honor. Don't have the herp either because everybody in LA does. You everybody. Know I mean? Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody has, has an herpes. STD. Yeah. It's really yeah. gross. Girls. No, no I actually had a doctor say that to me because they were like, because I've never had an STD either. Knock on wood. Hopefully Schman doesn't go out and cheat on me. Um, <laughs> or probably more like I'd be cheating on Schman. But anyway, um, and they were like, oh, did you have any fun in college? And I was like, well, actually, not really. No, oh. no, I had lots of fun. In fact, at the Emmys, I saw the last man I've ever had sex with. Really? I did. Right when I, I was running to the red carpet, he like grabbed me and was like, Liz. And I was like, oh, hi. He just had a kid. Mazel. Congrats. Very weird. <laughs> Liz, I love your story. <laughs> that was really so, inappropriate with that guy. I was like, I'm taking you home and I'm having sex with you. And it was like so not. It was fine. Whatever. He's don't listen to this podcast. I don't know if you're like. Well, sorry Wait, about that. So um, what are your next steps? When are right, you sorry. like planning? So, no, no, I love. Well, no, and you and I, so you've also been going and it was funny because I was telling Rachel because Rachel was like, why are you putting on makeup? Like, where are you going? Like, it's like every time I leave Glendale this week, she's like, where are you going now? I'm like, ah, the fucking golden gloat. You know what I mean? It's like never ending. I'm like, I'm gonna go see Sarah Fraser. And talk to her because you are also, you've like just come to LA, but you've almost gotten into the like LA doctor circuit pretty quickly. Oh. Like all of the kind of yeah. key name doctors, which we will not necessarily use. Yeah, because I don't like any name. of them. So go on. I know. And it, so, and I told you about my neighbor who was like, you have to go see this one doctor. I went to her. She's so expensive, so respected, but like, astronomically expensive. Is that the one that I was going to? And okay. then you can pass. This person, I'm going to pass. <laughs> let me, take, let me tell you, this person, I'll save you a lot of money. You can pass. And she has a daughter, but they used a donor egg. And it was like, you got that same advice, right? And that it's like kind of weird. I don't know. I was a little like, it's just, this is it's so very, overwhelming. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think you guys are going through this too. It is, it's a huge business. And in, yes. the, in the way that it is a, you think like because this is medical that these doctors who have taken an oath in their practice to be ethical. And I mean, you know, I think they are ethical, but um, but it is a bottom line business. It's a numbers game for them. So the reason I'm finding after a year of going back and forth with fertility doctors, I'm now on my fourth fertility doctor in a year. That's how many bad experiences I've had. I, you know, I've had the, I guess, luxury of having a podcast, being able to speak to people that are in the business, that have worked in the business, that aren't in it, to basically tell me what's happening with a lot of these IVF clinics is they, on paper, they have to report to the CDC every year. And it's sarts.org. Any woman that's doing IVF, that's think IUI, they should go to this website. Although there's problems with that. We'll get to that. But they have to report like what their success rate is for right. IVF to carry that baby to term for women under 35, 41. So what you begin to see is like really, really low numbers or extremely high numbers. And why is that? Well, lots of times it's because they're using a donor egg, which they do have to disclose. 
But these clinics don't want to try IVF on women because that will bring their numbers down. So they're pushing you into things like donor egg, which by the way, if you're here in California and looking to go with some of these agencies is about 60 to $65,000, the whole process, because you're the women name their price. So they're charging like they'll, a lot of these agencies will go, oh, our average is $8,000. And okay. that's donor egg plus caring or just the donor no, egg? No, that's just the donor egg. If, I can. If you want a surrogate, a, it's $250,000. Oh, I know. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. hundo. A hundred percent. Also, I'm such a control freak. We can get into that. I don't think I could. Well, that's a big, yeah, that's a big thing. I'd be like, what you doing? What, what, what are you eating? I, there, it was interesting. Well, and I don't watch the Kardashian show. Yeah, I just the vocal fry. Also, I don't so watch anymore. Either. Rich now, it's very boring. It's like, oh, we're traveling to our like enclave homes here and enclave homes anyway. But I appreciated. I saw a clip online of Khloe Kardashian being like, "I fucking hated surrogacy because it was yeah. like I felt so disconnected and I was checking up on this person all the time. I would be the same." way i'd be like dude what are like what are you eating what are you doing like because i know i'm a mess yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so i'd be like if you're like a young girl like what the fuck are you well, up that's to? like when you go to these egg donor companies and you look through their profile and these 23 year old women are saying they drink do you see two drinks a week I'm lies like, oh, please. lies on I mean, lies i say and they don't do I any drink two drinks a week me too i mean <laughs> and they say they don't do any drugs i'm like oh for god's sakes just tell me you've done cocaine five times in your life and you like to yeah. smoke weed and do you you know okay then i would pay you the fifteen thousand dollars because leading up to your ivf cycle can for two months you not smoke pot or not but they they there's just so many issues i'm finding out with ivf and what i've kind of come to the i'm actually going to san francisco to, you're going to go to that guy I'm, I'm going to the guy in san francisco he has the best reputation and the best numbers in San Francisco. I've just, I've had it. I can't find anybody here in- Because you and I talked about that. I mean, LA. I'm going to a new doctor next week who's highly recommended, lives near me. She, even the sperm bank knew her. I know three couples, lesbian couples that have used her. Great. So I, and the last doctor wasn't, and I think I told you this, it wasn't that he was bad by any means. It's just they like, they fucked up my test. Which, oh, by the way, it's not like you get your money back. No. They you, just didn't send the blood in time. Okay, well, get fucked. Then they, like, never called me back about, like, when I'm ovulating. Bitch, that's your whole fucking job. <laughs> like, huh? So it just kind of kept being, I was like, okay, well, money, dollars make sense and time is money. And, like, you're fucking around with all of those things. So I've moved on. But I'm going to see this one woman. We'll see. It's just, it's tough. And then I tried to be, yeah. and, and then especially with what's been going on, like stress wise, I'm like, oh my God, they're like, you must be Zen. Like you must like eat well, you must not drink. You must, and I don't do drugs. So it's like, whatever. I mean, please believe I am staying on this goddamn antidepressant. Like you wouldn't believe I'm like, oh, you'll be me up. You know, I'm like, the kid will be fine. Um, it really, I think what you find out is, I, okay, you. Well, because the like, only thing I was going to say, Sarah, is it's like everybody else, all of my degenerate friends who definitely don't listen to the show, y'all be doing drugs and, and, ha and getting drunk and having, getting pregnant immediately. Oh, I know. So That's it's the part kind of confusing yes. to me because I'm like, well, y'all just get wasted and have a kid, like. 
Anyway, and apparently I'm not allowed to. It's very strange. No, that when people always tell you relax, relax, what they're basically saying is why people get pregnant that are doing drugs and everything is because they're they're they have no like they're not like thinking about right, it. Right, right. It's like when you don't think about it and you don't care. I mean, not like to go out and be self self-destructive, but you're not that person anyway. You know, it's like I one of the things you'll, I'm sure you're experiencing this, there's overwhelming fertility diets and things that, and you and I have yeah. bonded over our crazy diet culture lives for years. So I just don't fall for that. Like I, I try to integrate healthy things like dandelion tea is a big thing for women trying to get pregnant. And why is that? It's a great liver detoxin and your liver has to be functioning well to just, you know, produce everything else in your body to carry a healthy child. So like when I think of it, I sip on dandelion tea, right? But if I miss a day, I don't go, oh my God, I should be, I've got to be doing dandelion tea every day. I mean, there are some fertility diets that you should be doing for dandelion tea in the morning, mint tea in the afternoon, because it's all about keeping your digestive system like happy and soothe. But I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get into all that. So with, so with ubiqu- ubiquinol and CoQ10, that's a big one if you're trying to use your own eggs. Um, it Please helps. just tell me all this shit. I don't know any of this. I don't know. My like neighbor started to like tell me stuff, but I kind of like low key don't like any of my neighbors. So I was just like, <laughs> I like your neighbor's stories. Oh, the neighbor. Oh, want to know what happened yesterday? Oh, Sarah? what they do yesterday? Oh no, it's a different neighbor. Um, my neighbor behind me, um, took plywood and nailed it into my trellis where I have vines growing. So I went. Rachel went to go to the bathroom and looked out and it's just a block of plywood floating in the sky. Wait, what? I don't know. I not, I don't know what to say Oh, anymore. you have some eclectic neighbors out there. Yeah, the last time I met them was when I was like, hey, you have a chicken wire fence with trash and it's falling into my property. I'm gonna build a fence and kept knocking on their door, which I don't like to do because their house is kind of like scary to me. And a man in a hazmat suit answered the door. <laughs> Okay, that would be, that'd be alarming. What? And then literally I wrote up, typed out a letter furiously yesterday and was like, yeah, so you like bolted plywood to my property. Who does that? Where did I move? Who are these fucking people? I think it's because I grew up in the city and I'm like, these motherfuckers might kill me. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't Los Angeles have the most eclectic people? I, I I am obsessed. Like, people here surprise me every single day. I'm obsessed with the people. It is wild here. Like, I can't. You can't make it up. Your neighbors, the things that people do. It's, it's really a fascinating. A lot of characters in this town. Ridiculous. I'm like, oh my god. Anyway. Um, I need all these diet Q10, Q5, Tulip, Clump. What did you just say? I don't know anything. Dandelion tea. That's all that I've Um, got. Dandelion tea is good. Mint tea is good. Um, I actually see, and I would highly recommend him, a guy, he's called the Seven Elements in Pasadena named Bruno. He actually helped me get pregnant twice um, on my own. Now I'm 41. I'm going to be 42. So mine's an egg quality issue, basically. But so is mine, because I'm 38 and I, my, but you know what's crazy? how do you know? How do you know you have an egg quality issue? Because I did my AMH. Okay, and it's low. Your AMH and FSH, which are your hormones. Which was low, but you know what's a trip is I have been doing consistent acupuncture with Russell, who is the best, post acupuncture, and my AMH went up. There you go. All right, well, you're But where's homeboy in Pasadena? Because that's out by me. Um, you're gonna ask me. I don't even remember the street, but, but what's I his name? Love him. Bruno is his first name. Seven Elements. You can go to his well, website. What does he do? What are Seven Elements? The Seven Elements of Your Body. He he does this thing. He pricks your finger, 
and he looks at your blood under a microscope and he's able to give you, and he show, brings up the chart. He costs $1,000. Yeah, thousand. no, he's 900, I think. He's, he's 900. Many crickets. For- this is what I'm fucking telling you. It's a never ending story. This it is, is a why ending. I work. This is why I uh, it's have a never to do all, it's like, ending money pit. It is. It is. It really, really is. And like, <sighs> but you're going to love it. It's going to be, I'm telling you, being a mom is the greatest thing. Like I, I always say to people on my podcast now, like if I, I don't even care if I get canceled, like great, cancel me. I would love to be a mom all day, learn to make sourdough bread. I'm obsessed with kids. And I hated children. I know you babysat. Like, you have a lot of experience with kids. I hated kids. I never changed one diaper ever in my life. I never babysat. I worked at a bowling center instead of babysitting because I hated kids so much. Bowling center? A bowling center in Maine. And Dead. (laughs) I threw out hot dogs and hamburgers. I would rather have done that with the bowling bar flies than be with kids. I hated children. Then when I was 35, it was a... I, I can't even tell you. It was like my biological clock kicked in and I would look at kids and I'd be like, oh my God, I want one. And then- I'm not having that. I'm more like, you okay, guys well, are maybe. cute. I, but I do get a little weepy around babies. And does Rachel really want a child? Is this like Rachel's- Yeah, she does, except the naming fiasco is like out of control. Oh, she already has names for both boys and girls. Yeah, and we can't agree at all. It's like nuts. But I'm going to pull some like, ah, I carried this child because like I did. <laughs> and I'm also very much like also I would like an entire body makeover. That's oh. where I'm like two kids. If I mean, because now people I haven't even gotten pregnant. And people are like, well, you got to have two. Oh, I know. That's I'm the like, other. Yeah. Well, do I? No, have one. I know so many people that have one. I just child have so thrilled. many siblings. It's so great to like talk shit about one sibling with the other sibling. And then that is and good. then you could have twins. Identical. Oh, my God. Which I'm watching this show called Twin Love, which is unhinged. Have you been watching it? You should go on that show. Our lovely producer, most handsome twins I on know, the planet. I know, they're they unbelievable. They every time. Every time. They're amazing. But I know. I'm like the telepathy, the twin telepathy. But then there's also like the deep, deep like codependence. I mean, we could come sit on this little lovely couch. We could talk about it. But the twin stuff spooks me a little bit because I'm like, oh, what is my body gonna look like after twins at this old age but then I have friends who've had twins and I'm like you look amazing like but it's all you know I just had a girlfriend she had twins a year ago they just turned one this month identical 46 they're not identical 46 honey Janet Jackson inspired me to keep going she carried those kids she had the healthiest pregnancy she looked the best she had the most energy I have ever seen she lives in San Francisco she's a scientist she she's I'm like I'm gonna keep going whether it's donor egg, my own, because she never gave up. She wanted kids. They, they had like nine miscarriages. Oh, they tried heart. for years. Because a lot of women, the, the hard part about donor egg is they, you know, it isn't your fully your DNA. So a lot of women have a big, and some men have a huge issue with that. And so she wanted it to be hers for a long time. And then finally they told her that at 45, they're like, there are no eggs left. Like, this is your only you know, option after doing failed rounds of IVF and everything. She did it. And she's like, she has twin boys and she's a nine-year-old. And it's like, I, I'm like, oh my God, I love it. They're so thrilled they did it. She's zero regrets. <laughs> she looked like a million bucks throughout the whole thing. And most energy, unbelievable. Lion team. Okay. You get the immediate C-section. You get that. That's so easy. Okay. The scheduled C-section is like a dream. Is that what you did? Yeah. It's because my my son was nine pounds and at 38 weeks, he wasn't dropping. 
which usually you, which most women Nine, are like, that's a big baby. He was a monster. Yes. And so they're like, you know, he's not going to probably drop at this point. Like he's not even making his way down. He should be. And we're not going to let you go beyond 40 weeks. So at 40, we're going to induce you. And he's probably going to be like nine pounds, five ounces. He's going to be heading closer to 10. You're probably not going to be able to push this giant out. And then we're going to have to do a C-section or we can just schedule you for a C-section in a week. Well, your son or your husband is quite tall, isn't he? Six, he's six foot. Not that tall, but. Right. But Rachel's, how tall is Rachel? Rachel's like. The donor we picked. I know. I always forget. I'm like, I keep thinking he's like Rachel's. I know. It'd be so cool to have a kid with her. It bums me out. And don't get into the brother donor. We're not. That's fucking strange. Oh, Everybody know, can do whatever they want in their life. This is my show and my opinions. I'm not having a fucking kid with my brother-in-law. Like, period, point blank. I'm just not doing that. It's yeah. very strange. I, I, it's like your nephew, but your kid. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah, yeah, here? I know. No way, Jose. I, not for me. But like, do you. Um, our donor is six foot five. Ooh! Boop, 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 boop. Because I'm like, if you, maybe you can be a sports player and buy me the house that I deserve. Perhaps you could model. <laughs> perhaps. You know what I mean? I'm like, perhaps you can take care of me for once. Somebody, you know? Um, yes, I think you're going to love it. And how big were you as a baby? It's usually like based around how big you Teeny, were. Teeny, I was preemie. Oh. I was like barely, I was like five pounds something. But I was also like, let me out. <laughs> I was like, she crazy. I'm out. Okay, you want to get out. Okay, okay. I think well, my, you probably I was- won't. Early, so early. Really? Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, well, you probably won't have that then. Okay, because your body's healthier. And you're 38. I mean, if you get pregnant this year, you have a very high chance. It's really, once you're over 40, is 40 is the huge drop-off, really. The problem is, is that I, the timing has been quite off, and I don't know, maybe you just start to get rid, like, if I hypothetically get pregnant next month, I will likely have a Scorpio. God damn it. If I wait again, Sagittarius, respectfully, nobody likes Sagittarius. Capricorn, even worse. Then we get into Aquarius territory, which is the fucking actual worst. I'm an Aquarian. I take offense. I take offense. February third, February 13th, a 13 baby. I find 13 to be a very lucky number. You're an Aquarius. No yes. way. What's your rising and your moon? Something else. Oh God, I just did an astrology course too. Um, my rising, my rising, my rising is- um, There's no way. Your yes. other signs have to be something more compatible to me. Are you an Aquarius as well? I love Aquarians. I love Scorpios. I love Scorpios. The problem is they're nuts. My, my mom's an Aquarian. She was born the 12th. I was born the 13th. Super, we're super. My dad's we're an tight, Aquarius. Tight, tight, tight. My, my niece. What's your rising and your moon? <sighs> oh, did I for take crying out loud. Um, well, I, I think my rising is in Libra, I think. <laughs> I know. I know. We're just getting further and further You're away. You're not going to be able to control any of that. I you know, think so I've you like let it go. I know. You just have to let it go. You just have to like do it. Um, what What else for you has been like the most frustrating? Is it the money? Is it the, I, I find the lack of getting a straight answer. And I hate, I hate, hate, hate the, you know, you and I run businesses. You, you work for a multimillion dollar company. I mean, nothing drives me more insane when you're giving these people thirty, forty thousand dollars, and they're late all the fucking time, that's, they mess up shit. Like yeah, that's my they, point. There's yeah. zero accountability, and you don't like to your point. You don't get your money back. I do not know what business. Like 
in our podcasting world. If after a month you're not producing, nobody's renewing. Like, I mean, it's, it's how is it that there are no guarantees and there is such little regulation in this business? It is, it's, it's really scary. I think that women, you know, I think this idea of like, oh, you know, you can get pregnant at any time or push off families. It's such a double-edged sword. I think the best parents are the ones that are mentally ready. Like you and Rachel have this beautiful marriage. You guys have, you've worked hard. You, you are very aware of yourself. Like that's a good parent, right? Yeah. I mean, I would have been like a nightmare had I been younger. If you were 24, if you and I had been 24, I mean, oh my God, please. I'd be I, like a single mom who works <laughs> new job. I was like a fucking wreck until I'm still a wreck. I <laughs> I just go to therapy. I can afford to go to therapy now. And I married a therapist. So I'm just very like aware of what a wreck I am. That's great. The first part's awareness. But listen, it's, it's, it's so it's, hard for women now. I think, you know, thankfully the technology to freeze your eggs is getting better. I, I wish I had done that. Me too. I just didn't have the money. I was hustling so hard. I didn't have the money to do it. I wish I had done it. I really do. Well, but. don't beat yourself up because only in the past like five years has the technology gotten really great to unfreeze your eggs. So a lot of women, like if I had done it, it would have been over a decade ago. So, you know, again, you have to do a lot of research. Who's Because what you also find out in IVF, I've learned this in the past year, is it's only about 40% how much you like your doctor. And it's about 60% the lab that is mixing your eggs, that is working the magic, unthawing the egg. It's really about those people how well they do it, how much time and care they do. Because if they're screwing around with how they unthaw your eggs, then your eggs die. You have no eggs. So you're at the mercy of the lab. So that's what you have to like. That This is I what I said to you. I find this so unromantic. Yeah, un- it is. Fun. And that's the thing, you know, and I've been talking to, you know, a lot of queer women about it where it's just like, it's just all very stupid. It's like a very strange process that we're going through. Like the picking of the donor. I'm sure the same thing when you were looking at a donor egg catalog. It's like, what the fuck? You're like low key just picking a strange. It's very strange. And then you're like going to these doctors and putting all of your care into somebody who could like, I don't know, be a meth head working in a lab. Like, I don't know (laughs) what these people are up to. You know what I mean? And it's just. It's really tough. So, okay, so your next steps, you're going to the guy. I'm I'm going to San Francisco. I personally have had, I've not had good luck finding somebody that I like in LA that has, I, I, and I actually think people should really read the rate, the reviews. And there's lots of different sites where you can read reviews. Now, okay, when they go, well, they messed up my insurance or the woman at the front desk is rude. Nobody cares about that. It's, t- talk to us about like, what were the processes they used? Like, I'm, you're going to do IUI, right? So yeah, let's, well, and it's crazy because The thing that I will say is everybody talks shit. Like immediately when I say, you know, Rachel and I are trying, everyone's like, cool, IVF. And I'm like, well, no, we're going to try IUI first. Like, why wouldn't we? Especially under 40, you have a good shot. Sure. But then what's been great, and that's also why I wanted to do this show, is so many women who are on this show got pregnant first or second time with IUI. Yeah. Which is tight. I'm like, also please let me get pregnant from IUI and save this girl because I need a new nose. I want a ble- upper blasphemy. I would like to potentially think about boobs. I, I mean, there's a lot. I need a new kitchen. I would like to get some sort of water feature at my home. There are things, bigger priority. 
Well, I got news for you. Probably none of those are, I would think you're five years away from any of that happening. So I know. And like, <laughs> we get all that. Booties aren't going to happen. Facelift's not going to happen until you're 46, 47. So I would just I know. Get- yeah, you're right because it's really a facelift. Oh my God. Every, can I just say, totally unrelated to what we're talking about, the facelift on the red carpet. Were they good? Was anybody good? I saw a few. And well, I mean, I want to go to only the good ones. Okay. I well, I mean, Kat Sadler did a facelift yes. and talked all about it. And I wrote her the other day. I was like, "Girl, you look fucking great." She's like, I, "My doctor was great. Really? She looks great." I mean, not to be like shady, but Jessica Chastain, I don't think had enough fat on her face to get a facelift. So it's a little like up close. Um, it's okay. My new potential second wife, Diane Lane. I am unclear if she had a facelift. I just know when she smelled the nape of my neck and told me that I smelled, and I quote, intoxicating. Oh. Uh, she looked fucking great. And I don't know how old she is. I also died. It's the first time I've ever at one of my own events asked somebody for a photo. But I did it like very shady. I had the Getty photographer who obviously like Loki kind of works for me be like, oh, this is Liz Cully from Vanity Fair. And then we took the picture and I was like, oh my God, hi, hi, thanks for coming. And then I was shook. I would have too. Shook my eyes in the picture. I'm like, and then she told me it smells intoxicating. She looked really, really good. A lot of people really looked good, but now people are like just going facelift all the way. Really? Yeah. God, it looks so brutal. It looked, the pictures, like cats, with just like the first couple of weeks, it looks so rough. And then who's the housewife? Yeah, she's nuts. <gasps> The one in Dubai with the hot, oh like, 25-year-old husband. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, to see him break down crying, which I was just like, I, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> but she this had a full-on facelift. The thing that you got to do, you got to do the mini facelift. Right, which first. is just like the lower. You do the lower first, or you just do the upper, the eyes. No, it's just a, it's a deep plane facelift. Obviously, I've researched. Like, who am I? <laughs> Oh, all right, well, my. I can tell you because you're going to need childcare. It's it, that's all going to go out the window. And then if you guys are like, oh, we're having number two, forget it. It's it's you're 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 looking at 47, 48, and then you can get the mommy makeover. It's it's ten. It's a decade away now. Do you have a preference in gender if you are doing IVF that you would want to have? <laughs> yes, I wanted a daughter. I want a daughter. But um, this clinic, one of the things that you have to decide upon is the one that I'm going to in San Francisco does not do gender select. They are very up on the up and up ethically and they want their mission is only to give you a healthy child. So if you are not because a lot of people want they want, and and the um egg donor business is very designer. So people want they want models, they want athletes, Oh yeah, no, 100%. Ivy leaguers. Um, and I will say the the one of the things the L.A. doctors, IVF doctors that I did speak to here, I appreciated was like they were like, don't don't make it a designer baby because these people spend, you know, they try to find somebody from Harvard. They spend all this money on her. And 20 years later, you have no idea if your child is going to go to Harvard. All you want is somebody mentally well uh, that has a little bit of ambition. basically. And I thought, you know, I appreciate that because they're like it's. These were the IVF doctors here in LA. Felt to be like honest with you, that's why I did Seattle Sperm Bank. And I'm so happy because they're yeah. all a bunch of nerd burglars up there. Fucking engineer, engineer, biochemistry, engineer. I was like, you know what? You know what? I got a lot of personality. Yeah, they'll get that from you. They'll get that from you. Nobody 100%. needs more personality than me. You know yeah. what I mean? I need you to be tall and do well on your SATs. But then I found out that SATs aren't they even They don't a even thing. do them anymore. Well, and so you, know what? That, you know, that's why we have a generation of the generation. <laughs> it's to be honest sad. with you, these 
fucking kids. No, uh, I know. I, my goddaughters, I don't have to take the SATs. I go, oh, get fucked. I was so bad at taking tests and I had to do it. And it Me too. <laughs> I know. determined the trajectory of my whole life. And guess what? I couldn't even, I don't even know how to do math. Oh, I know. Me neither. I know. I was trying to do a division thing the other day and I was like, I need to Oh God, they do into, grouping math yeah. now. It's absolutely out of control. Like, I, I mean, you're right. And actually I'm going to have to pay for tutoring because I can basically really deep dive into R&B, like R&B music and I don't yes. know, like how to cross the street and catch a train. Other than that, they're on their own. Do you and Rachel, what do you guys? I, I, Preference, I, she wants a boy and I would like a girl. I actually don't really give a shit. I would like a girl just because they tend to be a little bit more quiet. Yes, I do have a rambunctious son. Yeah, you Yeah, wait. well, no. And, and I want you to meet my friend who has the most wonderful, wonderful children. I like deeply. And that this is like I get weepy when we like go over there and oh. I hang out with the boys. She has three boys under seven. And I go over there and I'm like, oh, no, honey. I don't know. I don't know if I have the patience for this. I'd like just a quiet little child. Okay, that would be a daughter. Yeah, who has like a these funny boys- personality. These boys are rambunctious. They're I mean, like they are wild. WWE wrestling. But I really don't care. The only thing <laughs> you're going to have to promise gonna, Rachel me. Rachel is going to love it. She's going to be like. You have to promise me one over thing. Over the moon. None of this like boy mom on the internet stuff if you have another boy. I, I'm a boy mom. <laughs> what the? F- what a weird thing. And people will put it in their, their, um, uh, their bios. bios. I'm a boy mom. Boy mom like, too. You're a loser. It's what you are. Can you imagine? <laughs> Be like going up to someone and be like, hi, like so nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm like, you have children. Oh, yes. I'm a boy mom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'll never do that. You cannot do that. Like, I know. I find it. And it's I mean, it's usually followed by like God first and like I like, you know, here's my MLM scheme and like whatever. And yeah. Buy my lotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sign up for my my lotions. Oh God, I got duped by an MLM last week because I'm so so tired. You have, you are. I've gotten duped by so many. I do. Oh my God. I mean, the lip sense. The how many have I subscribed to? There was like a skincare company a few years ago that was like so hot. I did that. Arbonne. Um, no, it was. uh, I can't even remember what it was. Um, my my Botox filler lady really got me. Unfortunately, she said, "Oh, Liz," and she's like Russian. She's amazing. She's like, I have these lotions and they're great. And da, 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 and it's like 10 steps and I get it home and she sends me this video and I'm like, oh my God, wow. you just got me involved in like a, a MLM like in Korea. Like I don't want this shit. So I like, I opened up the first lotion and like put it everything away and was like, oh my God. Like, I know. I mean, it would be nice to have some passive income, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That'll be next I? year. Who am I? Um, so yeah. So okay. So you're. I like the San Francisco place for you. Me too. I I want somebody that I can trust because I just I feel like the doctors here. You hear so many mixed things about the IVF doctors here in LA. That's just been my opinion. Um, they vary like drastically in price, and I just was disheartened because I went to a, a well, you know, recommended LA doctor here that a lot of people see, and you know, blah blah blah. And you went to like. The doctor. I never got a great vibe. I just never got a great vibe. And they made mistakes, to your point. They had verbally given me instructions for my Lupron shots, which got me pregnant the last time. It forces you to ovulate. So they said, okay, you're going to give yourself a shot at noontime on Saturday and and noontime on Sunday. Okay, so I wrote that down at the office. I leave. They follow up in the instructions. And then in the instructions, which I opened, of course, like after I'd already given myself the first shot, 
was actually Sunday and Monday. So I'm emailing them going, wait a minute. Uh, you guys, okay, wait, I thought you guys told me, you told me in the office Saturday, Sunday. And then their response to me, this is thousands of dollars was, all right, well, we'll just see what happens. We'll, we'll see if you, if you're pregnant, we'll know like, <laughs> okay. Which I turned out to be pregnant. Right. Then it, you know, it wasn't viable after seven weeks. Uh, I never, I never liked the place. They were, again, I, one of the things, pet, my pet peeves, it just, this is personal. So if you, some people have different things, but they were always 20 to 30 minutes late. Always. I know you told and me that and you were like, I'm about I, to kill somebody. I don't, I don't care. I, I get if you're a doc, you are a doctor. You guys have medical emergencies. Well, don't go down South to, you know, that guy. They're Not that. hours I, I, late. No, oh yeah, in, you're in, over in it. You're your, flying to San Francisco. What am I talking about? But that guy, I mean, that was like crazy time. I, I was just like, I got shit to do. How do you expect me to pay for this? Like, I mean, it just, they were so disrespectful about your time. They were always, oh, we're really sorry. We're really sorry. Okay, well, just b book me 30 minutes later. You know, I'm sitting here and sitting here. I hated the mistakes. I just never, I always felt rushed out of there. Um, you know, it was always like, all right, well, we'll, um, we'll send you a plan. Okay, yeah, you should. Okay, we've tried the Lupron. Uh, we did an IUI. All right, let's, um, next thing is, is uh, egg donor doctors. We'll send you all the follow-up in the email. Just look for the, it was always, look for the portal, look for Okay. If I'm communicating with you via portal, then I might as well communicate with somebody in San Francisco that actually gives an a ethical give a shit. Like I, and I, I don't want to say that they're not, weren't ethical. I think they were very ethical. I think the ones here in Cal in LA, I just don't think it was my match. Their labs were not highly rated. And when you read through some of the kind of going back in the reviews, they don't get great reviews. And I think you know, you have to kind of listen to some of that. And and a lot of the clinics here in LA do not get great reviews. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. And I, I, they don't seem to care. They don't take it serious. They don't. Um, and I'm sure it's because they have so many clients. They're just making so much money that they probably don't need to give a shit about their reviews. But I think that women listening to your show gay, straight, whatever. I mean, some of them probably have a lot of money, but a lot of us are hardworking people. Your money matters, your time matters. And to be going to these clinics where it's also something very emotional and to be, you know, scurried around for 30 minutes and, you know, mistakes being made. And, you know, and even, you know, I had, I had um, this miscarriage with this after doing the Lupron shops. I, they never messaged me, how are you doing? They never messaged me following up. They never... And oh, no. I know Sam it, a cancer. I mean, I know if that, you don't say I'm sorry or if you don't follow up. They said I'm sorry. They said Iced. I'm really sorry in the you know, when I went in and there was no heartbeat. But then I never heard a word. How are you doing? How are I'm you? I'm sorry, Sarah. And that's I fucking thought, bullshit. Again, this is thousand, this is thirty thousand dollars. I'm getting ready to write you a check. Thirty five and there's no message. There's nothing. So it's like to me, that says everything I need to know. They don't, I am a number in a process. Yeah. I know they see miscarriages every day. So to them, it's it's part of this journey. But I just thought, I, no, I don't want to give you my money. Yeah, girl. <laughs> we'll see. But probably place in Cal, probably place in San Francisco will be horrible too. But no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It'll be wonderful. And then our like kids can like have their own podcast. Then we can be mommy influence. Like you are a mom influencer. I can be a mommy influencer. You imagine me? As I feel a mom like influencer? we're the anti mom influencers. The ones that we honestly, want I don't give a shit. I'll talk about. I'll be like. This is, I'll put it on a cream. I don't care anymore. I really don't. I really don't care. I, could you imagine me as like a mom influencer? <laughs> you know, the best is she declined to come on this podcast for now, but she said to circle back. But the best mom follow is Jackie Schimmel. Oh, she is great. She yes. Is, but she keeps getting, report. people keep reporting her. 
For what? She just does funny shit with her kid. And people are, she says she keeps getting shadow banned and I love it. (laughs) She's great. It's great. She's like an ad campaign for the private airport thing at LAX, which is so unhinged. You can like pay a bunch of money and go through the whatever. And she's like, too bad this kid's like never going to experience this again. I'm making him like go to Burbank airport with a nanny in a fucking like yellow cab or like (laughs) something so insane. But I love her, and that's how I'm going to be. I'm going to be like, when is this kid going to? Yeah, like, you're pay like the anti mom mom. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, Sarah Fraser, I love you. I'll see you in a couple hours because I'm wrangling <laughs> you into another event. <laughs> It'll be so fun, It'll Liz. I can't wait to be back on the show. But this is such a good combo. It's really, it's really hard for women to navigate. It's such a well, I oh, just can't so deal with the like. Let's have like a pregnancy mom podcast i'm like listening to the stuff i'm like no one's actually talking about what is happening yeah everyone's which just is, like it's- it was hard and now it's fine and i'm like well that's a huge miss chunk of information here um and also i mean you you tack on the layer of like being queer not that you are but you're also going through i think a lot of women who aren't queer have to go through a lot of similar stuff yeah um so it's like Okay, well, me too. You know what I mean? So it's a good conversation to have. Always. You're coming back on my show too. Yay. Um, Yeah, because I want to talk about Natalia Grace. Ooh. I can't wait. I love her. 